0: and welcome back. I am feeling led to read Proverbs and I want to share it with you. This is um, chapter one in Proverbs. This is from the Complete Jewish Bible. Um, It's an English version by David H. Stern. I love all my Bibles but I love the complete Jewish Bible the most. I feel it has the most accurate translation from the original script. So here we go. Now, before I do this, I want you to remember um, some of the name. I want to tell you that some of the names are going to be um, pronounced differently. Uh, they're. Pronounced the way they're supposed to be pronounced. So um, Solomon is pronounced uh, Shlomo. So um, if you're wondering what I'm talking about, you can just reference your King James Bible and go back, and you'll and you'll see the names as they're written. You know, the English version. Okay. So here we go. The Proverbs of Shlomo, the son of David, King of Israel, are for learning about wisdom and discipline, for understanding words expressing deep insight, for gaining an intelligently disciplined life, doing what is right, just, and fair, for endowing with caution those who don't think, and the young person with knowledge and discretion. Someone who is already wise will hear and learn still more. Someone who already understands will gain the ability to counsel well. He will understand proverbs, obscure expressions, the sayings and riddles of the wise, The fear of Adonai is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. My son, heed the discipline of your father and do not abandon the teaching of your mother. They will be a garland to grace your head, a medal of honor for your neck. My son, if sinners entice you, Don't go along with them. Suppose they say, come with us. We'll ambush somebody and kill him. We'll waylay some harmless soul just for fun. We'll swallow him alive, like Sheol, whole, like those who descend to the pit. We'll find everything he has of value. We'll fill our homes with loot, Throw in your lot with us. We'll share a carmen purse. My son, don't go along with them. Don't set foot on their path. Their feet run to evil. They rush to shed blood, for in vain is the net baited. If any bird can see it, rather they are ambushing themselves to shed their own blood waylaying themselves, so are the ways of the greedy for gain. It takes the lives of those who get it. Wisdom calls aloud in the open air and raises her voice in the public places. She calls out at street corners and speaks out at entrances to to city gates. How long, you whose lives have no purpose, Will you love thoughtless living? How long will scorners find pleasure in mocking? How long will fools hate knowledge? Repent. When I reprove, I will pour out my spirit to you. I will make my words known to you, because you refused when I called, and no one paid attention when I put out my hand, but instead you neglected my counsel and would not accept my reproof. I, in turn, will laugh at your distress and mock when terror comes over you. Yes, when terror overtakes you like a storm and your disaster approaches like a whirlwind, when distress and trouble assail you, then will you call me, but I won't answer. They will seek me earnestly, but they won't find me because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of Adonai. They refused my counsel and despised my reproof. So they will bear the consequences of their own way and be overfilled with their own schemes. For the aimless wandering of the thoughtless will kill them, and the smug overconfidence of fools will destroy them. But those who pay attention to me will live securely, untroubled by fear of misfortune. I love Proverbs. I love the whole Bible. (laughs) But I love Proverbs. It tells you how to live correctly, righteously, in great, wonderful relationship with the Lord. And it also lets you know that, you know, those people that think they're untouchable, You know, you look around and you see the stuff that um, some of the elites are doing and they don't fear the consequences because truly they have placed themselves above the law and they make sure that they are not held accountable by any laws in any country, to be honest. But when you read Proverbs, you learn that they will face destruction. And if it's not here on this earth, if they have not repented before they pass away, they will definitely face the consequences of their actions, of their sins against the Lord when they do pass away. So not that I'm rooting for that at all. I I do pray that they would repent. I don't pray for the destruction or anyone, for their destruction or for anyone to go to hell ever, never, ever. That would be the most horrible thing anyone could ever do. But I do, you know, find comfort in knowing that, you know, people that cause mass destruction and mass um, uh, killings and violence and, you know, I do take comfort in knowing that God sees everything they're doing, whether they believe in God or not, it doesn't matter. He knows everything that everyone does. He watches. He hears. He knows your thoughts. He's always trying to guide you to do better, to be better, to to be in relationship with him. And does there come a point where, you know, he he doesn't try as hard? I believe so. I believe, based on what I've read in the Bible, that there comes a point when he says, "Okay, I've been." calling you i've been chasing you i've been you know sending you signs and you know sending people into your lives and you know and i and and you're not responding and so now you have to deal with your own consequences i do believe that that happens but i also believe that though god might say okay now you deal with the consequences of your sin I truly believe, based on everything I have read in his word, that even those people that he says, you're on your own, if they turn to him at any point in time and tell him, my God, I'm sorry, you know, please forgive me for my sins. He does. He does. He, he will never turn away anyone who comes to him ever he says that right in his word and I love that about him he's 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 unchanging he's not fickle like human beings are he is all loving all knowing and he just wants to be in relationship with everyone so no matter how far someone goes in life and the wrong direction, taking hands with the enemy, and doing just horrendous atrocities. Um, God will welcome them into His family, into His bosom, if they just turn to Him. It doesn't matter. It does. You know. It doesn't. Ma- if, and I'm going to say this there are mass murderers and i'm not going to mention names throughout history that have destroyed millions of people with the things that they've done i'm not going to mention names but even those people if even with their their last breath on earth if they if they ask him for forgiveness and they mean it you know like they really do feel bad for the things that they've done, he will forgive them, and he will forget every sin they've ever committed, because that's how good God is, that's what he does, he does that for us, that's why Jesus died on the cross, his blood that was shed because he was beaten, and had the crown of thorns put on him, and and the blood that he shed uh, in Gethsemane before, I'm sorry if I didn't say that correctly, before, before, when he was praying, before they even came to get him, the blood, his sweat had turned to blood, the blood was just coming out of his pores, um, every drop of blood that was shed has meaning, has value, has a purpose. So I just praise Jesus for his goodness, for going through everything he went through. For us, so that we could spend all eternity with our heavenly father. And we could start being in relationship with him now, before we go to heaven, which is totally amazing to me. (laughs) It's just amazing to me. That he is so very present in our lives. And he never leaves us, never forsakes us, never ignores us. He's always protecting us, always guiding us, always so ready, willing, and desiring to forgive us. And then, on top of just forgiving us, he totally chooses to forget our sins as if they've never happened. So if Jesus is your Lord, your sins are washed away completely as if they never happened. And when God the Father looks at you, he sees his perfect son because Jesus lives in us and we live in him. When we receive him as our Lord and we accept the beautiful gift that he provided for us, by being, you know, crucified, dying, and being, you know, and rising again. Hallelujah. He, he's he's not in that grave. Hallelujah. He's alive. So, so just think about that today when you're looking around and you're feeling maybe you're not worthy to be in a relationship with him or you've backslidden again. It doesn't matter. If you repent and you mean it and you allow the Holy Spirit to work in you to help make those changes, to help strengthen you, to to, to, to live more righteously. No one's going to be perfect. Nobody is perfect. Everybody. It doesn't matter. Someone could be sitting there acting like they never sin, and they could be sitting there saying, oh, so-and-so sinned, so-and-so sinned. Even they're sinning because they're gossiping, right? So And they're judging. So... The point is, it doesn't matter how far you've walked away from God, turn around and look at him, look to him, talk to him, invite him back into your life. He doesn't hold it against us if we ask him for forgiveness. Now, you can't play God. You know, don't, don't be sitting there going, oh yeah, you know, God, I'm sorry. And then continually allow yourself to live in sin. You have to at least really truly make effort not to sin because otherwise, when you say you're sorry, you're not really sorry. (laughs) You know, you know, I used to tell my, my kids when they were little, um, because they would do something naughty and then to avoid getting in trouble, they would say they were sorry but then they'd go and do something else that was naughty or they would do the same thing. And I would forgive them every time they said they were sorry, but eventually I told them, sorry doesn't cut it. You you need to show that you're sorry by making an effort to act correctly, to do the right thing, you know, eventually words don't mean anything if you don't really feel it, you know? So, you know, don't, don't sit there and go, okay, well, I'll apologize to God tomorrow, but tonight I'm going to go cheat on my spouse. You know, that isn't, that, that isn't how it goes, you know? I mean, if you really are sorry, he will forgive you. But if you're planning out an apology to God, it's, I highly doubt you're really sorry that you did something wrong. So, you know, you can't play God. He knows our hearts. He knows our thoughts. He knows our feelings. He knows everything about us. Remember, he created us. And he knows us. So you can't play him. But anyways, um, I hope that you will take time to maybe think about some of this, maybe replay the podcast and, and listen to uh, the reading again. Maybe take the time to just tell him, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for recognizing that uh, I'm making an effort. Thank you for sunlight. Thank you for the fact that I'm able to listen to this podcast and hear your word. You know, whatever you can find to thank God for, do it. Because he is so worthy of our thanks and praise. He is so worthy of our time and attention and our love and our gratitude and our appreciation. So I hope this blesses you and I hope you have an amazing day. Talk to you soon.